You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Prenke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie, welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition for the final episode of Season 1 of Star Wars The Clone Wars Hostage Crisis. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt, the Crankster Cranky. Yes, what's up, Mike and Star Wars fans? We we got through it. Season 1, Clone yeah. Wars Edition, and we're ending on uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a character that... Um, I tell you what, man, he came in with a bang and uh, yeah. he's, he has lived up to everything that we saw in this first episode. We'll talk about that here pretty soon. But yeah, a great character. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, but before that, um, talk a little bit of news. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. I, it's a Not only is this the final episode of uh, Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition for Season 1 uh, and the first appearance of Cad Bane, but... It is an auspicious day. It is it is a noteworthy day, as uh, today was the first day of shooting for Star Wars Episode Nine uh, in London at Pinewood Studios, and uh, to mark the occasion, hooey! I, uh, in the midst of everything else that's going on in the world right now, especially involving Twitter, this is the last thing that I expected. J.J. Abrams. Joining the rest of the world uh, in the insanity that is Twitter, uh, as well as on Instagram, um, and uh, posting an image from the set of Episode Nine, our first official image, probably the 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 only one that we'll get for probably like the next three or four months uh, until we get like a teaser or something. But uh, but yeah, here it is, and uh, if you haven't seen it yet. Go find, uh, what's his, what's his Twitter, uh, uh, at JJ Abrams. Hey, look at that. Uh, how easy <laughs> is that? Um, and, uh, it's the only tweet on his Twitter at the moment. And it's a great shot of the camera being, uh, used to film, uh, what appears to be Chewbacca, uh, Finn and mm-hmm. a mysterious third person at the helm of the Millennium Falcon, um, 
some people are speculating and I'm inclined to agree. It looks an awful lot like it's JJ himself sitting yeah. in the, yeah. uh, in the pilot seat in Han's seat, um, Thank with, you. uh, with his signature button down shirt and a, uh, and a lanyard. So it looks like they're, they're discussing things. The interesting piece here. Okay. The interesting piece that's okay. worth talking about is Finn's new costume. Yeah, uh, what appears to be he's 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 hung up the jacket uh, that he wore for two movies, and he's traded it in for what appears to be either a white or light gray or maybe a brown or tan vest, and mm-hmm. uh, and a and a black tunic, looking not too dissimilar from the first look that we see uh, uh, for for Han in uh, in Solo, and uh, I just tweeted a few minutes ago. Not too dissimilar from a look that one Luke Skywalker sported in mm. the good old Shadows of the Empire, now part of Legends. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I can't help but feel like this is a little bit inspired by a few of those things. Um, I'm excited, man. Are you excited for this movie? Yeah, you know what? I really am. And, and, and one of the reasons is because of J.J. Abrams, um, I think. And I'll tell you what, Mike, it's. You thought I, I've said this before. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. You thought it was going to be tough for JJ coming back after 15 years after the prequels and all that and starting yeah. this. Fresh. You thought that was perfect. <laughs> I, think, I think right now, yep. I think this might be even more pressure because of the divisiveness of the Last Jedi and the way there's just the, like you said earlier, the way Twitter is and fandom is, it's kind mm-hmm. of being weird right now. And I think this might even be a tougher thing to come in and do to come in and round this thing out not only round it out you know but you know try to even though it's not for me but gain some of these fans that kind of are not too happy right now with where it's going but um but yeah but but no but anyways yeah i'm, I'm super psyched about him coming back it's funny that he he put this picture out because he didn't do this for the force awakens that i can mm-hmm. remember um, obviously, like you said, this is his first post. Yeah. And, and you know, is this going to be like something we're going to do now? Is he going to be doing this or is this like one little tease and I'll see you in November for maybe a quick teaser? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was actually kind of cool. And the fact that people were able to take this because the first time I looked at it, I, I, I couldn't see nothing. I just, okay, it's some kind of camera. You know, it's hard to see it on your phone too. Yeah. And somebody kind of blew it up and they, they kind of put the picture correctly that like, you know, square or whatever. Yeah. You're like, well, wow, you can actually see people in there. And then you can pick out oh, definitely Chewy, definitely Finn. And then like you said, it was hard to make out that third one, but but I think you're right, it's probably JJ. But I don't know, is this where we're gonna be at now? Is he gonna do this like Ryan Johnson did give us or or um uh uh Ron Howard where he's given all these teases? Yeah. I don't he's more of a secret guy, so I can't see he him is. doing it. He is. I don't I don't think that we're gonna get to see a heck of a lot. Um I, I think they they the first thing that we saw from the set of The Force Awakens was the Omaze uh promo right. video. Uh and it was actually from uh from from the desert in Abu Dhabi. And right. uh so yeah, th- this is uh, Abu Dhabi? No, Dubai. Dubai? Abu Dhabi? Where did they film? I think it was Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Was it Abu Yeah, I think it was Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um yeah, so and that was that was significantly after they had started filming. Now, I think that the if I'm if I'm recalling my timelines, I think that it might have been 
they might have started shooting a little bit earlier than this one is starting to shoot because mm-hmm. yeah i th- i feel like that started i feel like that omaze thing was around may the 4th was it not i feel like it was i think it's i think you're right yeah it kind of definitely um, so it's been that. it's been many moons since that time um yeah yeah it's many cycles have passed but <laughs> uh and there's and now like you know we've had so many of these movies already uh four of them and uh and here comes numero five and uh and jj's back and i think you're right he is this is an uphill battle but here's the thing mm-hmm. here's the thing as much as there is a vocal portion of star wars fandom that is up in arms about certain things um i think that within the fandom itself the majority of people are pro star wars that they that they enjoy the movies as they are they enjoy the the eu as it is um and then i think outside of that i think the average star wars I, I, not a hardcore, but like a casual fan, like somebody who just like, who goes to the movies on opening weekend, but isn't necessarily there, you know, first showing. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they care about any of this stuff. I think they go to the movies and they go, that was a movie. Right. (laughs) Um, and I think that they're just fine. I think that they don't really care about all of this drama and stuff. Uh, and they're just interested to see what happens in this next installment. I really think that, um, that there's, it's an interesting dynamic that's going on. Right. And I think that I've kind of put my finger on it cause we've been doing a lot of talking about it. I've been doing a lot of thinking about it and, and I think I figured out kind of where it's come from and it's that it's kind of, I think it probably starts with your generation, but it definitely the generation sure. between you and I, um, yeah. like, like closer to like, like, uh, like, um, like Steve's general, you, you and Steve are pretty close in age, but yeah. sort of like it's my, like- my older brother, I, he's five years older than me. I think like starting with their generation, there was a real, um, concerted effort towards making everyone feel like they can be what they want to be. And like, these are all positive things. I'm not putting this down, but there was like, like the movement towards, you know, empowering kids and making sure that they felt safe at school and at home and all of that sort of thing. Um, and, and a little bit of like the helicopter parenting and, and the, the, you know, protect the children. Won't somebody think of the children, right? It sort of started there in like the early eighties, really. Um, and and I think that 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 generation has grown up that the same that at the same time they were heavily heavily marketed to um, advertising was deregulated uh, and and all of a sudden uh, it was sort of perfectly legal to to create television shows twenty two minute television shows that are literally advertisements for action figures. And that's when you start seeing like GI Joe and he man and all of that sort of stuff, which again, not knocking because I love that stuff, but Mm. I, the world started making crack for kids and marketing it to them 
meanwhile their parents are telling them they can be whatever they want to be when they grow up and and they're they're all uh unique and special in their own individual ways and so all of those people have grown up thinking that they are the center of a universe right because their parents told them they were the center of a universe television told them that they were a center of a universe right Mm -hmm. Because they, it was it was so focused. Everything was so targeted at the individual. You have to buy this thing. You have to get the the best cereal so that you can get the prize inside, right? Like all of this stuff sort of happens. Markets towards a generation is still happening today, and they've and and so everybody since the 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 early eighties, I feel like, has grown up with this sense of entitlement, and. I don't I, I don't think that's how we're supposed to be. I think that we're supposed to be a little bit more empathic and uh, not as isolated, not as insular and sort of only thinking of ourselves. We're supposed to be thinking of community and the people around us and the people that we associate with and making sure that everybody is taken care of and okay and achieving their dreams. And that's the piece that's kind of been missing. Um and I think that that's led to this really interesting dynamic where people look at something and podcasting is such a great example of this. So it's very hypocritical for me to talk about it, but they look at something, they form an opinion they go, my opinion is unique and interesting because I am unique and interesting. And I'm the only one who's ever thought the way that I'm thinking. Therefore I have to share this with the world. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Okay, so that's fine up until that point. It's a little bit it's a little bit myopic, it's a little bit short-sighted. Where it becomes a problem is that human beings are social by nature and we seek inclusion. Yeah. We want to be a part of something. So we go, my idea is the best idea. No one's ever had an idea as good as my idea in the history of the world. Let me tell everybody about my idea. And then somebody else goes, well, no, no, no. My idea is the best idea. Nobody's ever had an idea like this. Let me tell you about my idea. And then at no point do either person go, cool, that's your idea. uh, This is my idea. Let's shake hands and be friends. We both Mm -hmm. like the same thing. We both like Star Wars, right? Instead, it's, hold up. Let me tell you why your idea is stupid, because my idea is the best idea, right? And... That has snowballed with the advent of social media, which is all about taking the individual and elevating them to to a status way more grand than any of us deserve. Um, and and podcasting and the the YouTube revolution and all of this stuff all happens at once. And technology goes through this major major spike, um, and emotionally i don't think that those of us who are currently adults uh have the ability to deal with it there's either the people who are too old to begin their training who are (laughs) like this is stupid and i'm not doing twitter it's dumb and i don't understand it and i don't like it because it's different and i don't don't want things that are different and then there are the the people i i who are in the midst of it who are who are utilizing it um, and weaponizing it and turning it into this horrible instrument um, to cause other people pain. And I just like, 
it's it's so interesting because I think back to the early days of Twitter and yeah, there were trolls, but in the beginning, it was a much more pure place where it was like, oh, everybody's just kind of talking to each other and figuring this out. Facebook was the same. Um, everybody's just kind of trying to figure it out. Now everybody thinks that they understand it. And, and it's a platform for everybody to say, I'm the best. I'm number one. Please give me participation trophies for showing up. <laughs> and the problem is that that's not the way that the world works. The world is a cosmopolitan, metropolitan mishmash of everybody's ideas. And that's awesome. And diversity of idea is is one of the most um, innovative, revolutionary things that human beings bring to the table. Right. I. Uh, uh, but but we're we've we've sort of lost sight of that in in favor of um, celebrating the individual. <clears throat> so I don't know. I think that uh, I think that these people with these mouthpieces and these loudspeakers that they've taken advantage of that that moment it's a bit of a flashpoint in history there's also other stuff going on that's contributing to all of this um russia weaponizing social media in order to interfere with uh foreign politics and don't think it's just america they do it they're doing it in a lot of places um and they're not the only ones either so like it's it like these these tools that are meant to bring us together these social media these social platforms they're actually doing a lot more to to drive us apart but this is the thing this is the great thing about human beings we don't have to put up with that we don't have to accept it just because that's what's happened in the last five years doesn't mean that we just roll over and take it right uh that we're in charge of these platforms there's a lot more of us than there are of these people who are trying to take advantage um and uh, it's just it's just a matter of look it's the, the these people are the empire and uh, and we're rebels and more importantly we're the Ewoks man <laughs> and it doesn't matter if we don't have the tools and uh, and and advantage that some of these other people have we have numbers and more important than that more important than that like any good Ewok we've got the heart mm-hmm. and what has happened in the last two weeks since the announcement of Clone Wars uh, coming back and um, the announcement of of the the Episode 9 cast and now with it uh, beginning filming, I feel like it's swinging back the other way. I really do. And and maybe I'm just being optimistic. Maybe I'm being hopeful, but I'm a good Star Wars fan, so I'm not going to see those things as weakness. Um but it really feels like we've turned that corner. I, I'm, I'm so thankful for Dave Filoni because I really feel like that hat and that voice, it yeah. really shook a lot of people out of their what, whatever that was in the lead up to between, between uh, I, The Last Jedi and Solo. Whatever that was that people were working through, uh, I feel like a lot of them snapped out of it. A lot of the people who were sort of bandwagoning and jumping on with with the real troublemakers, right? Um, I feel like a lot of them have snapped out of it. Now, like, 
that's not to say that everybody all of a sudden loves The Last Jedi, and you don't have to. It's what we've always talked about. You don't have to like The Last Jedi. You can dislike The Last Jedi. You can dislike Solo. You can dislike Rogue One like I do. All we're talking about is, like, you have your idea, I have my idea, but let's remember why we're all here, right? We're all here because Star Wars is pretty freaking rad, and mm. uh, and we love it. And that's what's the most important. And this... The beginning of filming of nine, I I really feel like what they need on set, they have a really big, this really big sort of negative aura that has nothing to do with the fans that's that's hanging around on the set that you kind of get the gist of in all of these press releases and announcements and tweets and Instagram posts and everything. And making this movie without Carrie Fisher is difficult it's hard and i don't mean from a technical standpoint i mean like from a spiritual standpoint i think that there's a lot of people who are feeling that absence because she was such a a a a force such a presence on the set of the last two films and um and i and i think that 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 going into this one not having her um it's it's notable it's it's man especially for jj because the last time yeah. he worked was with her yeah um and he's coming back into it and, and they've, they've got to close out this story without her and figure out a way to do it that works right. for the story that works uh that's respectful to to everybody involved and um and and when jj says they found a way to do it and and billy lord signs off on it and says yep Mm -hmm. um i'm i like i i i believe them i I trust them that that's that that's true that they found a way to to give us closure on that character um and move forward with whatever with whatever's coming next they talk in the in the in the news post they refer to it as a conclusion to the Skywalker saga. I don't worry about that. Don't freak out. Paul, if you're listening, just calm down, step back from the ledge. (laughs) Ray is not going anywhere. Uh, Kylo Ren is not going anywhere. They're not going to, he's not going to die in the next movie. I guarantee he doesn't die. Um, If anything, I think they're going to set him up as, as a, a bigger villain. I think that, that they will make him out to be something else entirely. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe something else will happen. But I. But I, look, the 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 Skywalker lineage, both genetically and spiritually, continues. And I, uh, I, uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Like let's let's look at the let's look at the positive stuff. We haven't even talked about the cast announcement. So um, I'm just gonna run through these really quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason, Kelly Marie Tran, Junis Sotomo, and Billy Lord all returning. Um, that's our our new band of uh, uh, mischief makers from the last two movies, and uh, joining them. And here's the really interesting part: they've modified this post since since the original release last Friday. Uh, Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, both included originally. They've gone in and they've added Carrie Russell. So that's official now. When they yeah. made the cast announcement, they left Carrie Russell off. And the, the, a week before, two weeks before, there had been the, the, the rumor 
the the all but confirmed rumor that Kerry Russell would be joining. Um, so now it's official, Kerry Russell in episode nine. So we can all be excited about that. Naomi Aki, relative unknown. She's done a few things. Most notably, she was in an episode of Doctor Who. Uh, Richard E. Grant, a very well-known character actor that you might recognize from Logan. He was the bad guy. He was the evil scientist who made the evil Logan um, mm. in in uh, in Logan. So a uh, great seasoned character actor joining the fray. Now here's the good stuff. Here's the real juice, okay? Joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill, so there we mm. go, confirmation Force Ghost Luke, uh, Anthony Daniels, of course, the only one to be in all of these movies, every single one of them, <laughs> yeah. uh, and drum roll, uh, fanfare, set off the fireworks, Billy <laughs> D. Williams reprising his role as the one and only Lando Calrissian. Uh, oh. Man, such good news. And then on top of that, Carrie Fisher will be reprising her role uh, posthumously uh, using footage shot and not released and not used from The Force Awakens. Um, and they've, they've found a, a way to include her without doing a CG character or recasting or any of that sort of technical uh, technological trickery. Um, it's going to be, uh, as pure as they can do it considering she's no longer with us. So I'm going to go ahead and say the best of all scenarios, like what's not to be happy about here. Um, if you have a problem with Daisy Ridley being the main character in star Wars, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's not going to change in this last movie. Um, but that's not a problem with the movies. That's a problem with your brain, and you need to do some uh, reflection. You need to sort of look inside yourself and say, why do I have such a big problem as a white man with a woman being the lead of this movie? Uh, and you, you really need to, to, to reflect and understand why you're having those problems and having those issues, especially considering the rest of the cast is basically dudes. Um and uh, and kind of get over yourself and uh, and join us uh, here uh, among the clouds, uh, uh, reveling in all of this news and and anticipating this movie coming out because because it's all this is all good news. This is the best possible outcome. Everything that we wanted is right here. Mark Hamill's back. Billy Dee's back. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher gonna be closing out this uh, saga. Um, one way or another, uh, and uh, and all of our all of our new favorites are back as well. And uh, I'm gonna yeah. say, okay, this is the last thing I'm gonna say, and then I'm gonna let you talk, Matt. I, I've been I've been railroading this whole time, like filibustering. Um, <laughs> on the Star yeah. Wars show today, they were really focused. They had Dave Filoni on to talk about Clone Wars coming back and all that sort of thing, and they and they talked a little bit about Ahsoka, and. Uh, uh, you know, a character who wasn't really particularly liked when she first showed up. And uh, mm-hmm. even by the end of season one, as we talked about uh, last week, uh, growing into her own and becoming a great character throughout the course of this season. Um, 
and and only incredible amazing things ahead for that character in the further seasons of clone wars and i can't wait for these new episodes these 12 new ones to see where uh her character goes in that filling in a little bit of the gap between clone wars and star wars rebels but uh they they talked about her a little bit and then they talked they they went to the fans and uh last week they asked for people to talk about what's the how did clone wars affect you how did it how did it influence your life and overwhelmingly uh people talk about ahsoka and there are so many fans who Ahsoka is the bridge between, right? She's the one who connects the younger fans with the older fans. She's Anakin's Padawan. Like they talk about this in Star on the Star Wars show, and it's just so, it's so poignant what the role that that character plays, and uh, when she shows up in Rebels and all of that stuff, and uh, and they made this really great point uh, that here's Ahsoka. This character that's so impactful, so important to so many fans now. Uh, beloved, possibly one of the most popular characters. Mm-hmm. At full stop. That's the end of that's the end of that sentence. In 2018, Ahsoka might just be one of the most popular Star Wars characters. I I'm going to go ahead and say that amongst the female characters, Ahsoka, probably the most popular, probably number one. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's crazy to think that Ahsoka beats out Leia, but I do think that that's the case. I think that people, young, old men, women, no matter what, you know, what color you are, no matter what, what your background, I think that if you've, gone along on that journey with that character from the beginning of clone wars all the way through star wars rebels how can you not love that character it's an incredible character and she is star wars through and through this character that people maybe didn't like at the beginning and they made a note of this both uh, uh, andy and anthony sort of like make this make a little bit of a joke like oh yeah what who'd have thought that a character that was uh, maybe disliked in her uh, initial appearance uh, would grow over the course of these stories and become beloved. And mm. I can't help but feel that that was a very pointed remark at some of the, let's call them less tolerant, less enlightened fans who've been talking about uh, Rose Tico um, and, uh, and, and how they feel about that character in her introduction in The Last Jedi. Here we go. We're going on to the next installment, and we're going to see what Rose is up to along with Finn and Ray and Poe uh, in, in, in on their next adventure. And, uh, and, and you know what? I, I would wager a guess that after the events of The Last Jedi, that Rose has probably done a bit of growing up and, and a little bit of character development in between these movies. And especially cause I I'm really banking on fingers crossed that there's a significant time that oh, has yeah. passed between the movies. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that, that nine kind of like, uh, between one and two, uh, there's 10 years in there. And then between mm-hmm. two and three, we have a, a gap of, I mean, like originally they said three and now we know it's probably closer to like five or six years in between that. Um, with that in mind, 
um, I think that that character could could come back and be very different in the same way that Luke was one character in A New Hope and then another character in Empire and then a very different character in Return of the Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, like, I, I expect that we'll see a little bit of that with everybody. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that they that uh, it's all good news. I'm super excited. Uh, I cannot, man, I can't wait for this movie, but we got to, we have other stuff to keep us happy in between, but man, man, oh man. It's, it's, I think you said it like, I think we might be on the verge of a shift here. Like you said, you talked about, you know, Comic-Con, we got all that great news about about Clone Wars. And then now we're starting to filming starting today and and people are starting to get excited. I think you're right. I think we're going to be on a shift now to uh, like, it's going to be a lot of positive stuff. We'll see what, what, JJ does with his with his now that he has a Twitter and an Instagram or whatever he posted that on if if he continues that we'll see but I think I think you're right though I think we're on that shift now it's starting to, everybody's getting excited we're he's starting to film you know John Boyega's on Twitter he's excited we're all you know liking his stuff like yes this is great I can't wait to see what happens so um, it is very exciting and on the casting I'll just say this I the, the only one that actually really shocked me was the Carrie Fisher thing because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you only had a few options here. You either use the computer stuff that you did with Tarkin, which I don't know what everybody else was looking at. But when I saw that, I was like, this is fantastic. I don't know why everybody was bashing on it, but I thought it was great. The Rogue One Tarkin stuff. Oh, to yeah. Me, I, I thought it worked fantastic. Um, it's either that or you 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 do her character in exposition where people talk about her and what she did and, and yeah. what happened. Or you do like they're doing here where they're using used footage, which is interesting because – I'm assuming she's wearing, you know, her her costume from episode seven, how they're going to digitally fix that. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see. And and her, you know, obviously her makeup and her hair was different. So that is going to be really interesting to see what they do with that. Um, it, you know, is it going to be flashbacks? I don't know. It's, it's this is really, really interesting. But I'm glad they're going to do it that way. It's really cool to see that. I think so. The There are two parts of the movie that Leia was in that, that were cut out. There was the, there was the stuff at the beginning, although like, this is the thing is that it's unreleased. So it's stuff that we haven't seen. Mm, Right. And we've seen the stuff, um, with, with the, the officer, the, the, the resistance officer who goes to the Senate. Right. Mm -hmm. And Leia is like communicating with her and saying like, Oh, you have to convince them that the first order is a threat. So I don't think it's going to be that stuff. And that's the general Leia outfit. Right. But there's also more stuff with her in the blue outfit, Mm -hmm. um, from, from the end of the movie that, that, like they talk, like there was a lot more at the end, but they kind of cut it and made it a little bit more brief. And then Ray goes off and they, and they, they have the last shot with Luke. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that's where a lot of it's going to come from. And I think that they could really easily, uh, I modify that outfit, maybe add some stuff digitally to it. Maybe like add different jewelry or something like that, or change yeah. the color of the dress or change part of the cut of the dress or add something digitally to the dress to make it like, okay, it's similar, but it's not the same one. And at the same time, I mean, like you just do the same dress, maybe just change the color of it or something like that. Just give it a palette swap digitally. That's easy to do. Um, I have faith. Uh, they, 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 they'll do this they'll figure it out and they'll they'll it's like 
JJ says, uh, finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. Mm-hmm. And then he says that they found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role uh, uh, as Leia in episode nine. And I think like that says to me, it's like they did it like what they were worried about. They found a way to solve this problem and we'll be happy. Now, is it going to be a happy moment? Probably not. I think that I think that Leia is going to die. <laughs> I, and that the I honestly think that one of the smartest things to do is to basically have the beginning of the movie be the end of that character and just sort of there it is. And then we're going to move forward and that's, and it's going to set the tone for the final film. Um, yeah. But yeah. Not, can't be that much footage that they, they've shot for episode seven that they didn't use. And no. it's going to be dialogue from episode seven. So do you, are they going to dub in, you know, a, a different script? I mean, how yeah. all this is like, how are they going to, how are they going to do that? You know, it's just crazy. So, but 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 it makes me think that you're right, Mike. That we'll probably won't see very much of her, uh, and they're gonna get to whatever they're gonna get to probably fairly quick um, in the movie. So yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, it's 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 a lot, there's a lot of questions about how they're gonna do this with just footage they've already used. But hey, it, you're talking about wizards over at ILM, so I mean, it's crazy if they can bring Tarkin back to life after you know <laughs> decades. They can decades. they can with this. So decades um, and they did it and it was great. And it's like, when I think about rogue one, I don't go like, Oh yeah. And then that weird version of Tarkin was in it. I just go like, and then Tarkin, like he's such a jerk in that movie. Right. Like I don't, I just think about the character and that's the thing is that these are movies about characters and the actors that play them are inhabiting those roles, but the characters are separate from the role. They're separate from the actor, I should say. So it's like Tarkin being brought back, Han being recast for young Han Solo, right? Like, like I think that we need to be a little bit more lenient and a little bit less precious with these these characters, and just just kind of just like let them tell their stories in the ways that they think uh, are best suited. And no one, they're not. Ryan Johnson didn't set out. JJ isn't setting out to do something that's going to make the fans upset. That's not what they're trying to do. They're doing their best to tell Star Wars stories um, that live up to the legacy of those original films. That's really difficult. And I think that they've done a great job so far. I think that everybody who has gone up to bat, I think Gareth Edwards as well, did a great job. I don't personally like the type of story that Rogue One tells and I feel like the producers got their fingers in there and messed that movie up. I think I I honestly think that if they had let Jin be an unlikable character from start to finish, I'd have a totally different opinion of that movie. But when she does that third act character swap and all of a sudden she's Princess Leia by a different name, it just bugs me so much. What's the point? It's like we have Princess Leia already. We don't need another one. But um, anyways. Yeah, you mentioned... Uh casting aside um like i said everything was great uh, nothing nothing surprised me so i'm super happy that all those guys are back and yeah you said there's stuff out there that'll keep us busy hey season four on blu-ray for rebels uh it's already out there people have got their hands on it they're yep. going through special features which uh, i am looking to go through because that's the stuff that uh, always interests me besides going through the episodes is yeah getting all that inside knowledge from filoni and the rest of the crew 
um, yeah. and what's going on. So that's I, out I'm there. the worst. I have no plans to purchase the season four Blu-ray anytime soon. No, I, I want to see the special features and I'll yeah. wait for like something else like a big maybe i don't know i've kind of stayed away from from physical media now it's like everything i do was digital so it's yeah um, i have season one seasons one through three Mm -hmm. i will be totally honest they have never once left the package and entered my blu-ray player Mm -hmm. um and that is just because there are so many things to watch I oh, don't man. really have time to rewatch something unless it's motivated. Like rewatching the Clone Wars is a really big deal. That's 22 to 66 minutes out of my week every week to watch something I've already seen. And it's like granted it's been 10 years, so it's like okay, it's time. But man oh man, like Rebels is like Rebels is still pretty fresh in my mind. I don't really feel like I need to go back. The thing that I'm that I'm guilty about every time I look at them on my shelf, I've never watched any of the special features, and I really should. But yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. We got resistance coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Speaking hey, of, speaking of resistance. Yeah, is that description? Um, I never saw anything official. So it is, is this- not official. So okay. this is yeah. So take this with a grain of salt, but okay. it looks pretty legit. It sounds pretty legit. Um, there's nothing crazy in here. It's not like, and then princess Leia shows up and Luke Skywalker has a lightsaber and everybody is so happy. Um, it's not, it doesn't sound like the crew that's doing, uh, that's remaking episode eight. It has anything to do with this. So mm-hmm. I, here's the, here's the description that was released and then I'll give some context. Resistance fighter Poe Dameron tasks young pilot Kazuda Kaz Ziono with spying on the first order. At the time, little was known about the secretive organization and its strength. In order to fulfill his mission, Kaz travels to the space station Colossus, which is being used by many ships as a port to refuel and do repairs. However, there are also dangerous races taking place there. After Kaz bragged with his piloting skills at his arrival there, he is soon drawn into one of the races. So it sounds a little bit clunky, but the reason why that description sounds a little bit clunky is that it's actually coming out of germany and it's been translated into english so uh it's from it's it's apparently from a german disney press release with the star wars resistance uh series premiere titled the recruit um and apparently it's set to premiere on october 13th now this is all rumor and speculation at the moment because it hasn't been confirmed by disney or lucasfilm but this all adds up. This all adds up. This that matches exactly what we know so far about this series. Uh, it matches the release window. It matches when Star Wars Rebels generally premiered, as well as later seasons of Clone Wars. So yeah, I at the moment I'm gonna go ahead and take all this as this is this is legit until we're told otherwise. Um, that's 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 how I feel about it. Yeah. And, and one thing I did, I did hear that I, I believe was confirmed mm-hmm. is that the studio that did Clone Wars, and I mean, one of the studios or that produced, um, it's called Polygon, I believe, Polygon yep. um, Pictures, the ones that they did Clone Wars and they're doing this one too. So hopefully the, like the same quality of animations is going to be there. So that's what I, I saw today on kind of like the Star Wars news gatherer I, I look at. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about that. So that's kind of good news. But other than that, um, yeah, it's, I, I saw that thing and I, I was like, well, I don't know if this is if this is legit yet. So I didn't kind of pay much attention to it. And I saw you put it down in the news like, oh, what I miss? But so that's what it is. OK, we're good. I'm good. We're all fine here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, um, nothing else. Anything else you wanted to hit? No, man. Uh, I think with that, we're going to get into our final episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars for Season 1 and for the time being. Um, so, yeah, let's do that. Let's jump into the recap. It's time for the Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition Recap. Is it civilized? Uh, that depends on your definition of civilized. I'm enjoying this far too much. Alrighty, so uh, Hostage Crisis, directed by Giancarlo Volpe, written by uh, Ogan Mahoney, Brian Larson, and Drew Z. Greenberg. A secret shared is a trust form. So we start out here. An airspeeder carrying bounty hunter Cad Bane and a motley bunch of passengers flies towards the doomed Senate building on Coruscant. Senate guards immediately rush the speeder, which has stopped in a restricted area. Blaster bolts from afar begin dropping the Senate guards, at an adjacent tower, bounty hunter Aura Singh snipes her targets as the rest of the hunters also open fire. Elsewhere inside the building, Senator Padme Amadama works at her office. Anakin Skywalker is visiting her, trying to convince Padme to take some time off so they can go away together privately. He chides her with a display of devotion, handing over his weapon, his lightsaber, to her for safekeeping. Padme thinks Anakin is simply teasing her and puts the lightsaber aside. So, Mike, here we go, Holocron Heist. Um, this episode actually takes place after the season two premiere. Um, we kind of all know about how they kind of jumped around, especially in the beginning here. This was a um, actually, I believe, a season three. Uh, I think it was in the in the timeline. I believe it's season three somewhere in there. I have to, I have to double check. In the that. official timeline? The official timeline, yeah. I believe it is. Okay. I'm checking this on Monday thinking, wait a minute. Uh, maybe you can check it out real quick while I go. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna while while you talk, go ahead and talk, and I'm gonna look that up. But yeah, here it is. You know, like right from the start, we are introduced to Cad Bane and his have his rogues gallery. Aura Singh is there. She's there. To, she's got her sniper rifle. She takes out a few Senate guards, um, giving Cad Bane enough time to do what he's got to do. Uh, just this opening and the opening of this character. And I remember. I don't know if you remember this, Mike. They actually had a a trailer for this mm-hmm. particular so a trailer to introduce this character and that's kind of like whoa yeah they're serious about this character when they do a trailer specifically for an episode and immediately i was hooked yeah. uh obviously the 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 correlation to lee van cleef and the good and the bad and the ugly personally um clint east was my favorite character as far as as westerns go but just the look the sound, Corey Burton yeah. doing the voice. I mean, everything about this character, I just immediately, immediately fell in love with. So yeah. um, what do you think, Mike? What do you think about this opening? And any, did you find out about that? I did find out. So it actually is the 51st episode in chronological order coming yeah. after um, Sphere of Influence and Evil Plans um, mm-hmm. and right before Hunt for Zero. 
Yeah. So Hostage Crisis and Hunt for Zero are actually kind of a bit of a two-parter um, if you take it in that context. But that's so interesting because that puts it after, um, obviously, the the next storyline uh, in, in release order, which is uh, Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, and Children of the Force, which is the season three sort of opening. Um, mm-hmm. And Children of the Force, Cad Bane is featured in that. And the interesting part here is that with um, with Hostage Crisis taking place so much later, I, Cad Bane has actually come in contact with Kenobi and Skywalker uh, a couple of times at that point. And it makes a lot more sense because I, I Cad Bane when he sees Anakin from across the room, when we get there, I'll, I'll note it, but he sees him from across the room. And I, I found it so awkward and weird that he's like Skywalker. Like he, he immediately recognizes him and he's like, Oh, he's up to no good again, sort of thing. Right. Like as if these characters have history, but when you look at it in the chronological order, that's absolutely the case. I have no problem with the chronological order and I support everything in here with the exception of the placement of the episode trespass, which trespass in Mm. this order comes exactly where it is in, in release order, which is after defenders of peace and before blue shadow virus. The only episode, the only thing that's different there is that one sixteen gets moved to hidden enemy gets moved to the second episode. Um, because it is obviously before the Clone Wars theatrical release. Now, personally, I put Trespass as number one on the chronological order because it doesn't make sense. Where's Ahsoka? The tone is so different from the rest of the the show. It's right. it's to me it feels so much like it's very early days of the 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 Clone Wars, um, where it's like the senators don't necessarily understand the the pecking order and everything like that anyways the the chronological order other than that when i look through it it's like yeah this all makes sense and moving hostage crisis immediately before um i is it bounty hunt for zero uh it that makes perfect sense to me that those are that's zero escapes and then we immediately go on the hunt for zero we have to bring him back bring him to justice because he's a very dangerous hut to leave out there um so yeah i let let me let me continue with this um we'll get into it padme and anakin are interrupted by the approach of c-3po and senator bail organa to padme's office anakin hides and padme conceals his lightsaber in her robes she is forced to leave the office to attend a meeting with organa still carrying the lightsaber and leaving anakin hidden Senator Amidala, sorry, Senators Amidala and Organa meet with other senators in the building's lobby atrium where they are suddenly surrounded by Bane's mercenaries. I uh, yeah, so I uh, obviously Cad Bane's here to take some hostage, hence the name Hostage Crisis, and I yeah. uh, I uh, Anakin's going to have some real trouble saving the day without his uh, signature <laughs> weapon. Well, he even says that, too. He says, when I finished my lightsaber, Obi-Wan told me this weapon is your life. So a nice little continuity nod yep. to episode two. And an intimate scene here with Anakin and Padme, it's kind of a peek inside how they feel about each other. I mean, we obviously know, but, you know, it's kind of reinforced here. 
Uh, they don't have to be secret in this office together. They can kind of just feel free to to do what they want to do. Although they're, they're smooching in front of that in front of that I, great big window, and I feel like that is a bad idea. Yeah, that might be a little, you know, who knows who's watching this thing. But yeah, it's it's kind of funny to see that too. And uh, Anakin kind of tries to prove how much he loves her by giving Padme his uh, his lightsaber. So um, and it's just like you said, it just kind of opens the door to some some bad stuff here. Uh, let's see where are we at here. Elsewhere, Chancellor Palpatine is notified of the situation in his executive office by a holographic communication from Bane. He holds the senators hostage, and if Palpatine wants them to stay alive, Zero the Hut must be released from the Republic prison where he's currently incarcerated. Bane gathers all comlinks from the captive senators. Padme avoids being searched. She still hides Anakin's lightsaber in her robes. By causing a distraction, demanding the senators be set free, Anakin hears her voice and approaches the atrium. So we get it. Before we get to this, too, Cad Bane um, and his crew, they they specifically show how ruthless this guy is by, you know, he... Uh, 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 or Singh shoots a a um, like a not a, a Senate guard like just in cold blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ad Bane's doing his thing, you know. He's ruthless. Uh, he's ready to shoot me. But I think at this point too, even a senator, as he approaches all these senators, one tries to walk away, shoots him right in the back. Uh, you're like, whoa, okay, this is uh, this is a different kind of villain here. This is uh, yeah, this dude means business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I just I, I love that kind of character in it. And when we get to zero, things kind of shift for me a little bit. I'm like, uh, but we'll get there in a second when we get to when we get to zero. Any any other um, comments before you uh, go? No, on? just that just that this dude is the black hat. Uh, he yeah. is he is a he is a bad guy. He is the bad cowboy. Um, and if he fits it, he's, oh man, Cad Bane's such a great character. He's so yeah. great. Um, here, I'll continue. Uh, <laughs> Bane spots Anakin and opens fire. That's the moment I was talking about earlier. Uh, The Jedi, without his lightsaber to defend him, dashes into a corridor and is chased by the bounty hunters. He ducks into a vacant senatorial office and splices his hand comlink into a terminal, contacting Palpatine for an appraisal of the situation. Bane contacts Chancellor Palpatine again, this time with more specific instructions. He is to make a pardon disc and give it to Ornfree Ta to deliver. Cad Bane will transport the senator to the prison and free Zero the Hut. Once the hut is free, the hostages will be released. Palpatine reluctantly agrees. So here's the real sort of uh, the crux of this this plan. So uh, Cad Bane has been hired by, um, I, be- I believe he's been hired by the huts, right? That's what we learn in Hunt for Zero uh, is that I think it's like Jabba and the Hut clan. Mm-hmm has hired him because I think mostly because zero having zero incarcerated and behind bars is actually quite dangerous for them. Um, mm-hmm. So this is kind of a little bit of a mob thing of like, they don't want the Republic to turn zero and start snitching all of their nefarious dealings out in the outer rim. Um, so they're kind of like, yeah, go get him because he's better off with us than he is out there in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because where this now that we know I mean, we kind of knew, but talking about where this episode kind of lands in the timeline, you know, even Cad Bane talking to Palpatine, it's like, well, Palpatine he obviously knows who Cad Bane is, so 
he's kind of playing just the, I guess, the victim here and letting Cad Bane do what he has to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anakin here, he's kind of channeling like John McClane or something when he's, you know, he's forced to, do, like we talked about, he's forced to deal with these invading bounty hunters without his lightsaber. Um, so you get to see him do things without, you know, using the force powers to trick uh, the Shama, Shahan Alama uh, to search another floor, uh, that kind of thing. So it's kind of cool to see Anakin sometimes without his lightsaber, even though I love to see him with his lightsaber do his thing. Uh, it is kind of see him go John McClane here trying to help everybody out without the use of a weapon here and kind of sneaking around and doing it, doing his thing. Um, I'll continue. Our seeing aware that Anakin is, is unarmed hunts down the Jedi. Uh, locating him at the power control room, she puts him on a defensive with a hail of blaster fire, allowing Hunter Robinino to zap him with an electrical prod. She orders him tied up and, deli- and delivered to Bane. Ornfrey Ta, with a pardon disc in his hand, is piloted to the prison by one of Bane's assassin droids. Clone troopers receive the disc, authorizing Zero the Hut's release. The colorful Hut slitters out onto the landing and uh, boards a speeder transport. The assassin droid pilots it back to the Senate building. So here's here's where it kind of not fell apart, but it kind of threw me out of it just a little bit because zero is just a little, a little too much for me. Um, you know, get all the serious stuff with Cad Bane and and him trying to free zero, and zero comes out, and it's just one of those things where I kind of wish they had treated him more like Job of the Hut, you know. And I know you can't do that with a with a animated series where you put you know. Uh, I, I, uh, the you know what he's saying on the screen. I'm yeah, the subtitles. Yeah, titles. And I know you can't do that, and it's probably hard to, to explain to do like a Chewy Han thing where, jo, you know, Zero says something and somebody else kind of acknowledges him, and you understand what he's saying. I understand all that. I just it kind of pulled me out just a little bit. You know, I just I'd rather see someone not so kind of flamboyant and flashy or something. I, it was just it just kind of jolting for a minute. You know. Uh, it takes a while to get used to Zero, um, also voiced by um, by Corey Burton. Yeah, it's kind of funny to see the the difference in in and uh, how talented this guy is that he could do two different things like that. But um, yeah, I don't know, kind of bothered me just a little bit. But it's still, I don't know. You have any thoughts on Zero? Act? I no, I mean, like I get where you're coming from. I I've never personally had too much of a problem with Zero. Um, I understand the logic of, you know, we can't have subtitles in a kid's show, um, at least not as much as we could in the movie. And Zero is an important character. He explains some exposition in the in the movie. So um, without that, I, I, it's it would be a little bit weird, It'd be a little odd. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of I'm mostly OK with it, but I yeah. get it. I understand why some people are rubbed the wrong way by that character. But, yeah, uh, I almost got a little too, too cartoony or what, yeah. I don't know, but it's fine. Um, and you mentioned Cad Bane and, and, and how he kind of recognizes, he even says young Skywalker, not so impressive without your lightsaber, mm-hmm. are you? So, yeah, it definitely shows that he knows uh, who Skywalker is. is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Padme almost slips up as well when she's referring to the lightsaber uh, and she starts to say Anakin. And then she kind of corrects herself and says, uh, Jedi Knight. So, you know, she almost slips up there in front of all the senators. Uh, but it, yeah, Cad Bane, um, de- like you said, definitely knows exactly uh, what's going on with Anakin Skywalker. Are we, let's see, we're at Republic Gunships? 
Uh, no, I have to. I'll, I have to read mine first. Uh, meanwhile, Bane's hunters affix peculiar electronic devices. Bane calls them parting gifts around the perimeter of the atrium. Bane contacts Palpatine, handing over control of the Senate and the senators back to the Chancellor. He warns Palpatine not to try anything until the sun has set. The bounty hunters activate the devices, creating a grid of lasers that keep the senators pinned in the center of the atrium. Disrupting the lasers would trip a series of explosives that would destroy the atrium and everyone inside. The bounty hunters leave. Hmm. You know, it's funny, I forgot to mention, too, when they broke out Zero, um, I had to go back and, and listen, and I did hear this. Uh, when he's brought out of the prison and he's complaining about the sunlight, one of the escorting clones can be heard. He says, um, oh, my God, under his breath. So it's kind of a funny kind of you really have to pay attention. And I had to go back and rewind it and listen to it. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, it's kind of even like the clones are going, man, what is with this dude? Man, this dude's off the chain. It is just funny to see clones have a little sense of humor like that. Um, I guess what should I are we finishing it out here? Uh, no, no, here we go. Uh, Republic gunships arrive at the executive office and clone troopers dive in through the window to secure the chancellor. Two other gunships land at the Senate platform and troopers debark to hold the hunters at gunpoint. Speaking to Palpatine holographically, Bane reveals the laser traps he set around the senators. Standing down, the clones allow Bane to pass undisturbed. The getaway speeder with Zero arrives and the hunters board and leave the platform. So Bane, he's obviously smart um, and he's shown that here. He's, he's thinking ahead. He's trying to be two or one or two steps ahead of his 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 enemy. And he's done that here and he's kind of secured his way off of this thing. And he's kind of thought of everything. So, again, showing not only is this dude ruthless, um, he's also smart and cunning and all that as well. So, um, Mike, you want to finish it up? Yeah. Uh, Anakin finally awakens and reclaims his lightsaber from Padme, cutting a hole in the floor of the atrium. The senators escape through the hole just as Bane detonates the explosives. Zero congratulates Bane on a job well done. Bane wants just wants the payment promised to him. So uh, Bane not really, doesn't really care about Zero. He's just doing his job. Um, right. But, uh, I, man, Bane was ready to just kill all of those senators um and i think that that's i don't know he's he's a dangerous character and i I, that's what i like the most about him is he's very unpredictable um but uh he's a man of his word uh which is always interesting when you're evil (laughs) yeah i know i i like i said from the beginning i saw that trailer and i was immediately hooked on this character i mean i couldn't wait to see this episode um and after seeing the episode like I said earlier, you know, it, it dude's got something special. I mean, the great look, the great voice, um, you know, like I said about his connections to, and I think Dave, Dave Filoni, he's relatively the same age as I am. And, and he talked about how he was influenced by uh, his grandfather and him being a pilot. I think he was influenced also by, I don't know if, I don't know if this is true. I'm just guessing because I was a big fan of, of Van Cleef and Clint Eastwood and all those Westerns. I love Westerns. And maybe he was also inspired by this, by creating this Cad Bane character. I mean, obviously the look, the hat, the trench coat. Uh, he just had everything uh, that I was looking for in a character. And and he's actually, you know, I was excited about this character and seeing him throughout the Clone Wars. Every time he was on, I was like, man, this is, I just love the character. And it never was a point where I was disappointed in what they did with this character. Uh, and this introduction was fantastic introduction to a new character and 
uh, a good episode too. You know, like I said, the, the, the zero stuff kind of was iffy for me. It was fine, whatever, you know. But uh, Cad Bane always be my uh, go-to uh, bounty hunter. Don't mention, you know, Carl's favorite, uh, Embo. We're talking Cad Bane. Carl, if you're listening, it's all about Cad Bane, not Embo. Come on, man. Anyway. Don't worry. Carl's not listening to this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Cad Bane's yeah, cooler okay. than Embo by a mile. Embo suffers from the same thing that Boba Fett does. Uh, yeah. Embo is nothing but Flash. There's not really, there's no substance there as far as we've seen on screen. Um, I don't know if there are other stories featuring him, but um, until we get Embo a Star Wars story, uh, I, he's all just Flash and not really a lot of, not really a lot of content, no no depth to that character. Um, and the other thing that Boba suffers from, and Embo suffers from this as well, uh, they have to lose because they're fighting the heroes, um, and it, the, oftentimes. Embo has to lose unless he's fighting on the side of the heroes like he does in um um oh shoot what's that what's that episode is it bounty hunters I think it's bounty hunters yeah um yeah so i yeah it is yeah that's the one um yeah so i i when you have to lose because you're going up against the heroes you're gonna go out like a punk more often than not um actually and he he also goes out like a punk up against uh darth maul too so yeah uh and both you know, embo and his dog uh, yeah that's right yeah and and you know cad bane could say that he's actually fought with a lightsaber as well too uh and not just fought with a lightsaber but fought the one and only obi-wan oh. kenobi Yes, indeed. <laughs> and held his own. And, and held- I, oh, crazy, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, That's yeah. it, though. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So the one thing that I have to say about this episode before we close this out, before we close out the recap, and actually close out Clone Wars Special Edition for this, uh, this iteration of it, um, I didn't particularly enjoy this episode watching it last night. I found it really slow and quite boring. Um, it's really interesting to me that when it originally aired, mm-hmm. I it was so exciting and yeah. I loved it. And if you go back and you listen to uh, I, my thoughts 10 years ago, uh, well, I guess that's closer to nine years ago, I, I'm sure that I was enamored with this episode. That's because it introduced Cad Bane, right? Mm-hmm. And he was such a revelation at the time. But now, having seen him, he does way cooler things in oh, subsequent yeah. episodes. In the in the four-parter with, with Obi-Wan, when Obi-Wan's undercover, um, and they have to work together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> such great stuff in there such great stuff in that episode in those episodes um with the hat and everything oh my god i love it i love it when we see him in uh in children of the force so great in children of the force um children of the force one of my favorite episodes of season two um i think children of the force if we go back to to the last time that we ranked i think children of the force might be up there um that's that's one of my favorite episodes and cad bane is so great in that one um just ruthless and and scary um he's such a great villain he is really i feel like cad bane is everything that they wanted grievous to be but grievous never was because grievous is too over the top there's too much there um 
but Cad Bane, he delivers. Uh, that's why I did. I, I, that's why I mentioned like great introduction, but like this character really gained, you know, he gained momentum throughout this series. And like each time we just like, man, he, they upped the stakes and he did some great things. So he definitely, you know, even though it was a great start, man, the rest of the stuff just really, really expanded upon him and, and made him. And like I said, this episode, I, I liked it. Um, the, the zero to the hut stuff kind of was weird for me. Um, so I think I like this episode probably more, obviously more than you do. Um, but it, the, it's all because of Cad Bane, though. Uh, hmm. And, but, you know, that's the way it is. Cad Bane is one of my favorite characters. So, um, for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, I guess that's it, man. We did, we got the first season through. It's, it's pretty nice. It was pretty fun. Yeah. You know, it was great because, like I said, when we started this um, back in, I guess it was May, that, I hadn't seen these episodes yeah. in years and years, years and years and to see it again and kind of start over again and seeing all my favorite characters again and seeing it at high def with the great sound, man, it was really, it was really cool. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, but, um, it's a good time. Really good time. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And that closes it out that that's the end of, uh, clone Wars special edition for the time being. We'll be back. We'll do this again. We will do this again. We'll go back and we'll do season two. Season two. Um, um, but for now, that's that, that's it. I think we're uh, we're, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks. Um, if you are starved for content, I we're gonna there's there's gonna be a bunch of content over on uh thunderquack over on the patreon that, that that's gonna be going up for our patreon supporters real soon uh matt and i are gonna do a nice i i i cobra kai spoiler mm. cast um and of course you can always go back listen to old episodes and you can check out the other podcasts that we do um you can check out i uh, uh, Disney Dad's Cartoon Afternoon, uh, uh, which is at cartoonafternoon.com, which is the podcast that I host uh, with my friend Curtis. Uh, and we talk about, currently we're mostly talking about DuckTales, but we will be talking about Darkwing Duck pretty soon. Um, and uh, and you can check out Matt over on the Sarlacc Pit podcast with his oh. host, Chris. Uh and uh, they get into all sorts of Star Wars shenanigans without yeah. me, always without you know, me. You know what's funny is we're doing, a, I think the next one we're doing is our top, we're going to go back to The Force Awakens. We're going to do yeah. our top five Force Awakens moments. Uh, so that'll be coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, so roughly something like that. But anyway, yeah. thanks for mentioning that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and of course, you guys know to go to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts, um, like Star Wars The Saga Continues and all that sort of thing. But um, man, it's crazy. I It has been 10 years. I, I love that we went back and we did this and that we got it all done before the 10-year the anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, I might put something out for that, but... I, I don't know, man. I, I'm in such awe that here we are still doing this 10 years later, that there are yeah. still people listening. People still care. Um, and some of those people have been there since day one. And that to me is just ridiculous. It's so crazy that, uh, that, that we've managed to do that. Um, and I, 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 I mean, it wouldn't have happened without all you guys listening. So, 
Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, before we close out, I'm going to say one thing. I'm going to just remind you guys of one more thing. Uh, we're still in the midst of the search for Ahsoka, uh, the Ahsoka to our Obi-Wan and Anakin going into Star Wars Resistance. We do want a third chair, and that third chair uh, is going to be a female fan. Um, and uh, I, it's something that I think has been a long time coming and something that uh, that's really important. Um, to me, and I've actually heard from some of you guys out there that it's really important to you. We actually do have one audition already in the can, um, and I have listened to it, and it is a good audition. But there are some other circumstances surrounding that audition that uh, that we'll talk about in the future. But um, um, so we are still looking for that third chair for a regular third chair. But uh, but I think we're gonna have somebody joining our team maybe in a different capacity than what I originally intended uh, pretty soon. So if you're that person who sent that audition, if I don't email you in the next few days, it's because I'm super busy. Email me again. Uh, just remind me and I will, I will reply to that instantly because I'll feel bad and I'll feel guilty, but uh, I'm sure you're listening to this and I have listened to, to your audition and it is a good audition. So I, uh, yeah, uh, but we, we are on our search for Ahsoka. So that means that if you are a female Star Wars fan or you know somebody, like put it out there. It doesn't have to be somebody who's listened to us. If you know of somebody, if you know somebody out there like on Twitter or in the community in general that you think would be a great voice to lend to, to Matt and I that, that uh, and, and you think that you've got somebody who would be interested, let them know that we're doing this. Um, I am actually going to put up uh, a post on the Facebook page after not, I won't put it up because this, this week we'll be focusing like highlighting this episode, but starting next week, I'll put that post up and it'll stay up there until, until we get closer to star Wars resistance with some details. And there'll be a post on the website with some details about exactly what we're looking for and all that. But I mean, like just suffice it to say, we, there, there aren't a lot of requirements. Um, we're looking for a hardcore star Wars fan like Matt and I, um, and, uh, the only requirement is that you are a female fan. Um, cause we want that perspective. We really just want that, the, what Matt and I aren't bringing to the conversation included. Um, mm. and, uh, uh, so that we can stop speaking on behalf of, and, you know, like be quiet and let somebody else <laughs> talk on their own behalf every once in a while. Um, because the 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 fandom has changed a lot in the last uh, five ten years, five last five years especially, um, and and when I say that I don't mean that like all of a sudden there are female fans in the fandom. They've always been there since day one. They've been there, but their voice is much more prominent now than it was before. And uh, and and uh, personally speaking, I want to be a part of that. I want to make sure that that rebel cells is a part of that because this is a podcast, not just about star Wars rebels or the clone wars or star Wars resistance or, uh, forces of destiny. This is a, a podcast about star Wars animation. And that's a, that's a big topic. It's a big world. And, um, Matt and I can't cover all this stuff on our own. Uh, we need days off. We need, we need to take a, a break every now and then having a third chair is something that I think we should have done a while ago. But I, I, 
motivating it in the way that we are now, I think is, is, uh, the right thing to do both, uh, for us. Cause I think that it'll make Matt and I grow, uh, but it'll also be really good for you guys, the listeners, um, to, to get that perspective as well. And I want to make sure that we have this audience we've got, we have a soapbox and every once in a while, it's a good idea when you've got a soapbox to get off of it and to elevate somebody else so that, um, they can say what they need to say as well, because the, not everybody, um, is going to go out there and build the soapbox when nobody's listening. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and I was crazy enough to do it 10 years ago and now we've got this great platform and I want, want to take advantage of that and be a part of, uh, be a part of the change that we want to see. Right. So, um, heading into, uh, 28, the late, the latter half of 2018 and, uh, obviously into 2019 with episode nine and all that sort of thing. Um, and resistance as well as clone wars going on at the same time, presumably, uh, we're going to need all hands on deck and that means more hands are going to be necessary. So, um, if you are a fan and you want to send in your audition, send that to uh, rebelspodcast at gmail.com. Um, all you need to do is just record yourself doing a recap, um, or, you know, even just talking about a piece of news if you want, but doing the recap is really, uh, important, I think, because that's sort of the crux of this is sort of like the, the core of what we do on the show. And it is actually, uh, it's a, it's a bit of a skill. It's not a talent. It's not innate. It's something that we get better at the more we do it, but, um, but it is a skill and it is something that, that I think is an important part of that audition process. So if you can just go on starwars.com, pick your favorite episode of star Wars rebels or clone wars, gather that, um, the descriptions, if you go into the episode and you go into the, uh, to the episode gallery, um, there will be a description under each picture and that's where all of our recaps for clone Wars special edition have come from. It's where a lot of our recaps for, uh, for star Wars rebels came from over the last few years. Um, and, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty great recaps usually. So, um, yeah, you just do that. Just, you read the recap and you just inject your thoughts where you think it's appropriate. And, uh, that's just exactly what we do. Uh, and, uh, like I said, we've got one audition that I'm fairly impressed with and, uh, but, I think I've got another plan for that person, not necessarily our third chair, but, but, but I think something that's uh, that could be cool too. Um, so yeah, rebels podcast at gmail.com. Send that in. Um, like I said, tell your friends, uh, that we're doing this. I uh, s- spread the word, uh, tweet it, put it on Facebook, do whatever you got to do. Uh, to get get the word out there because because uh, we really want to find this person before we start Star Wars Resistance in the fall. Um, so that gives us a couple more months to do that. But uh, with that, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for 10 years mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of an awesome, incredible Star Wars community that I couldn't uh, uh, be more proud of and I couldn't have asked for a better group of people um, the craziest thing is that so many of you now are not just listeners but you've got podcasts of your own um, yeah. we've met at Star Wars celebrations and uh, and some of you guys I consider family and that to me is the best part of all of it and I just 
I don't know. I, I can't be more thankful and I can't be more grateful for everything that everybody's done over the last 10 years. It really means a lot to me. Um, and when, when it's been a long day at work and I don't really feel like coming home and talking for an hour and a half about star Wars, sometimes that happens. Um, Mm -hmm. I just have to remember that you guys are out there and you're listening and you're waiting, um, for the new episode to drop. And that's the only motivation I need to suck it up, put on a happy face and come out and, (laughs) and, uh, talk about star Wars for you guys. And the thing is, is that no matter how I feel, going into an episode by the time i'm done i'm tired like i'm tired right now you might even be able to hear it in my voice a little bit like i'm tired it's been a long week already and it's only wednesday <laughs> but i like i'm so invigorated with love for star wars um and you guys keep that fresh uh every week for me by uh by supporting matt and i and by supporting tim and kyle and paul over on the saga continues and uh and just being on Twitter and in on Patreon and in the Facebook group and everywhere, just telling us how much you love the podcast and how and sharing your love of Star Wars with us. It's it's just such an incredible thing. So thank you guys, like I said, for ten years. Ten years. So like mm. it's it's hard to even like put it into that, that context because it doesn't feel like it. It just feels like honestly feels like I've just always been doing this. Um, and I can't imagine a, a day where I'm not doing this anymore. Um, so thank you guys for giving us that. Matt, do you have anything to say on that note? No, I just, I just echo what you said, you know, thanks to everybody that's, that's downloaded us. Thanks to the patrons, um, for, for supporting us and hopefully, um, you know, like in between these, seasons of stuff hopefully this stuff that we do um is enjoyable you guys like that it seems like you have been enjoying it which is cool um and and who knows like we're obviously going to take a break here but if something hits with resistance oh, or yeah. any views yeah we'll, we'll jump back on and, and just and, yeah just like right. we did with that clone wars uh trailer if when when they drop the resistance trailer we'll be back and we'll cover that so we're not we're not going completely dark until um until resistance starts presumably in October as soon as we have news that's worth talking about we'll be back um yeah and uh and you know like that might be resistance news it might be forces of destiny it might be uh it could be a lot of different things but we'll be back and like I said like we're around Matt and I it's not like we're not podcasting we're just not podcasting on this show so if you want to find us follow us on twitter I'm at arkwolf a-r-k-w-l-f Matt is uh, at the crankster, a crankster with a K. Uh, and uh, you guys know, stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Um, and uh, I follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, on Twitter at rebelspodcast. And uh, I shoot us some emails. Th- tell us what you thought about Clone Wars Special Edition. Tell us what you're thinking about Star Wars Resistance. And uh, I... I've already, it's, it's such a weird ending. Cause I've already talked about, I've talked about thunder quack. I've talked about our Twitters. Um, but, uh, the last thing that I'll say is just the Patreon. We wouldn't, we wouldn't still be here without that. I think, because that is the, like, the biggest thing say it was, that, that is like a signal from you guys, the listeners, uh, that, that you like what we do enough to actually pay for it, <laughs> even though it's a free product. Um, 
And, you know, there might not be that many of you, but like the remnants of the resistance, uh, the, the, it's not about the, the, the numbers. It's about the, the heart. And, and those of you who are supporters on Patreon, it means everything to us. And you guys are the best. You guys are the best of the best. Um, so if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack. Kicking in over there, you get access to exclusive content like uh, uh, that spoiler cast we're talking about um, for Cobra Kai. Um, and we're going to do a couple other things this month. Um, and I, I, yeah, it's lots of really great stuff going on over there and you get access to the Facebook group and everything. So go check that out. Patreon.com slash thunderquack and, uh, thunderquack.com slash store, uh, or no store.thunderquack.com. What is it? It's store.thunderquack.com. Yeah. Um, I just have to double check that now because I'm second guessing myself. Yeah, don't do the don't do the slash. It won't go to the right place. Uh, store.thunderquack.com to pick up some awesome merch. Um, we got some cool Star Wars stuff on there, some cool Disney afternoon stuff if you're a Disney geek, and some cool Arrow stuff if you are into uh, Quiver or Arrow. But uh, yeah, that's it, man. That does it for us. I we're like I said, we're taking a couple weeks off at least. Um, unless they drop that trailer, I'm just, man, they're going to like drop it on Friday or something. Just, <laughs> I know, right? Um, uh, but sorry. I, I, Matt and I are going to go take a well-deserved, uh, uh, rest. Um, man, we covered the entirety of season one of clone wars in two months, um, yeah. from May 4th to August 1st. Uh, uh, well, I guess three months. Yeah. Three months. May, June, yeah. July. So, I but thank you guys for following along with us. Thank you for being there from the beginning and at every turn. I really appreciate it, and uh, and we'll see you on the next episode.